0: Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks.
1: Hey there, Chris. We've passed the midpoint of the week. We're on episode 28 of Love Island Season 2 USA. And. It's a bit of a snore fest at the start, isn't it? But where would you like to start today, Chris?
0: Now, Dave, I've been married 22 years. I always talk about my wonderful wife, Samantha. And, you know, I got married, and when I proposed to her, Dave, we don't even been together a month, but I've known her all my life. Um, a bit of a Florence Nightingale effect, I mentioned it before. She saved my life when I was a child, because he used to have these fits, because um, we were local neighbours. Got with her, she was my best friend's sister, Dave, you know, she was a couple of years older than me, but I thought she's out of my league. You no, know, I proposed to her, Dave, and bear in mind we've been together for 22 happy years. I proposed to her in a nightclub called 21 Piccadilly with a fucking sombrero on, then got into a fight 10 minutes later and got thrown out of the club, Dave. I didn't go around the fucking houses like this nonsense that we've seen today.
1: Oh, it's the old Manchester love story. <laughs> it's the old tale, Propose in a nightclub. Get into a fight, get chucked out.
0: <laughs> I didn't panic though. The next day, I got up. I actually she looked at me, and I looked at her. We don't even going out for a month, and I actually proposed to her completely naked. Dave and went, "Will you marry me?" She looked at me, went, "I thought you were joking." I called the one. Yes. <laughs> no, she didn't. She said, "Yeah." But anyway, Dave, hey, it's I just, didn't it's go to long that
1: as long
0: as these two. <laughs> I didn't go to that much fucking effort for my wife, you know? And it's like the way he's going about it. All right. He said he loved it. I'll give him that. You can't get, not that against him, whether we believe this thing, but a fucking nonsense, Dave. I'm I'm sure there must be 99% of our audience who listen to us, all the wonderful people tune in and email in. I'm sure they didn't get this fantasy uh, I'm not saying that the ladies don't deserve it I'm sure Sam will turn around and go well you didn't do that for me you bastard, when she <laughs> actually sees this episode but it's not real life I know it's for the show but the amount of effort I was waiting for him to pull a fucking ring out Dave he was going to that much effort because you can guarantee a week on Saturday Sally and Johnny have departed fucking ways after all this <laughs>
1: yeah, it was a bit like a proposal wasn't it and again it's what I can't what I still can't wrap my head around, Chris, is the fact that they're in bed shagging right? You know, for weeks. And then they're like, will you be my girlfriend? It, it, you know, I, I might be a bit old fashioned, Chris, but I kind of think those two things happen the other way around. And, and like you said the other day, it's, in the real world, surely, more often than not, you sort of, you go on a few dates with someone, you like them, you carry on going out with them. By de facto, you're boyfriend and girlfriend. You don't actually have to verbalize it. So I I don't know, maybe we're just the oddballs in this one, but I just don't think that's real. But what I would say is I don't think the show is necessarily designed to be gorged like fanatics like us. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, remember in the US, they've seen Love Island. Now, this is the second time they've seen it unless, you know, we know a lot of the, from the feedback we get, a lot of people like watch, you know, love watching the UK and Australian one as well. But because we've seen it so many times now, I must admit, when it came up, I'm just like, oh God, here we go, here we go. (laughs) It's just, it, it was a bit of a snore fest for me. But what I will say, Chris, when they both said that they love each other, I, I I softened my cold Grinch-like heart. Did soften a little bit. Then <laughs> I was like, "All right, that is a bit sweet. I'll I'll let I'll let you have that one."
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, no, when he said he loved and she said the same. I'll give him ten out of ten, Dave, for that. But I do say I love fucking chocolate, Dave. But when I see a chocolate bar, I love that for that time. So I'm not holding out much fucking breath that they're not going to last longer than I eat a Mars bar, Dave. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Now, Dave, we've been—I co- know—we read out our tweets and you know the the emails and that at the end. But I've got to address something, Dave. And it's in line with good old Carrington. Terence has called us out again, Dave, for Carrington, <laughs> and he was front and center. What do you mean again? It's like, loved- like every day. Every, every, yeah, <laughs> I love Terrence because he don't give a shit, does he? He comes straight for me and you, and that's like go, you know, he you. And he's like, and on Twitter, he's basically said you're a pair of these, you know, you think these think if Moira such a rough ride and stuff, Dave. And- and I'm thinking, oh my God, Terence. And then I was like, you know what? We've watched the episode. I'm still disagreeing with you, Terence. So come at me with a tweet because Carrington again today. He's got balls <laughs> of steel, Dave. He's got bollocks as big as the fucking Grand Canyon because he does not give a fuck what he does to anybody. If he sees something, he's gone. And he is just completely with Lakeland. He's absolutely binned off Laurel now.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I'll come to that specifically in a minute, but... I think, you know, what Terence says there about us being a couple of softies is probably factually correct, actually. <laughs> with, with Moira, I think you've probably gone after her a bit more. I think the softie in this scenario is definitely me. I, I've cut her some slack. But I, I was thinking about this, and I was thinking, well, why is that? Am I just automatically, is there some kind of bias where I'm being a bit harder on the blokes than I am the girls? But I don't think it is, Chris. I think what it is... Carrington has always been in that position of power in these relationships. Moira never has been. She's, she's, dit- oh, ditzy is probably not the right word, but she's t- sort of indecisive. And then she's all for this one person at the minute. And then she's all for someone else. So she just can't, she's indecisive. She can't make her mind up. Whereas, you know, when, when uh, Carrington went into Casa Ramal. You know, and he'd had that difficult conversation with Kirsten. So she was still trying to get over him, but, you know, clearly failing to. And I'm still not convinced she's not now. But, you know, when he goes into Casa Remor, he's got that golden ticket. He's going back to the Villa no matter what and he was going round like a fucking dog with two dicks cuz he knows the girls you know are receptive they want to get back into the show they want to get back into that villa he's there in that position of power and that's why i think it's different in my humble opinion in my soft, humble opinion.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Terrence. Give us some, mate. Come on. But but I I think, though, as well, Dave, Moira, I am sick of seeing this. Sharon Calvin... Is bullshit. It's absolute fake nonsense. I've seen more genuine conversations between the fucking Kardashians, Dave, and I love that show. Fucking nonsense. She is just playing the game, and I'm not saying she's not the only one because she is. There's a fucking load of them still doing the business in there just to stay in the villa. But honestly... I am getting sick of seeing this now. Her and Calvin are not going to work. It's a complete fake, absolute romance. And I would be surprised again if Mr Horrocks' prediction of the airport boarding passes last <laughs> for this relationship, because they will not be together.
1: Oh, well, Moira's form is that tomorrow she'll be, I don't know, over all over Bennett or someone else, you know. So I, what I found really odd about that conversation with uh, Calvin and Moira was it, it was as if they'd never actually been a couple before and they were sort of chatting and getting on for the first time. I'll tell you what, I've only just noticed when I've been thinking about that, Chris. Remember last year, the word of the season was vibing. I haven't really he- yes. heard anyone say that this, this year. Has it gone out of fashion so quickly?
0: Right, we're so, not
1: down with it anymore, are we? So, no, I'm not sure I ever was, but, you know. So I, I just think that. Um, it was very, very forced, that conversation. And like I say, I just think, I, I mean, whatever passes I'll give her for, you know, being indecisive and whatever, I, I, I'm the same. I'm just sick of seeing her now. And it's just like, no, nope, come on, you, you've got to make way and and get out there because you're not going to find anyone, clearly. But getting back no. to your original point, Chris, on Carrington, I mean, it, it yeah, I, I'm not giving him a pass. Um, I, I thought it was out of order. He could have had a word with Laurel, right? He could have said to her in the morning, you know, that he's obviously vibing, Chris. There you go. Got yeah. it in there. Um, <laughs> he's obviously vibing with Lakin. Uh, Don't fucking surprise her and everyone else and just grab Lakin for the challenge. It's just for me, that, that was just wrong. The way he did that, the yeah. way he went around it. Um and, and I tell you what, Chris. You know they're looking like the golden couple at the minute. But Sally and Johnny, I I really like Sally. I like how she's so bubbly, and in the mornings I, I can imagine she's really fucking annoying if you you know if you've had a few glasses of wine the night before. It's like, oh come on, give me a break. Um, but I don't like some of the things that she says. Like, so when Carrington had a big snog with Lakin at the end there, she's like, and and you can see Laurel's clearly distressed. Sally's like oh you've got Carrington all over your face I thought it's a bit fucking insensitive isn't it and you know she's saying to Carrington as well that look I like Laurel but you know I do see that you and Lakin seem to get on better and I kind of think even if you think that you know we often talk about girl code and boy code and stuff don't we but It seems like, you know, you've known Laurel for at least two weeks. There has to be a little bit of loyalty in there somewhere. So I I just thought, me personally, I didn't like that from Sally.
0: No, I think what it is, and we've not seen a lot of it, to be fair, is that they all say she's an absolute joke and a prankster, don't they, Dave? And I do think she knows, because I I, I think she was stirring it up with Moira when she was telling us to go and put it on. Was it Bennett? Bennett, Um,
1: yeah, when he was next to
0: Calvin. Yes, I'm not going off the Sally Chen. Out of her and Johnny, I think Sally is the one who's probably the most genuine. However, Dave, I can relate with Sally because I am the person who gets up, Dave, half free, four o'clock for work every day. And I'm the most annoying, happy person ever in the morning. And when you've got a <laughs> wife and daughter who fucking hate you, Dave, in the morning... It's not a good look, and they prefer it when I'm not in the house in the morning because they will literally not want to speak to each other. So I am a selly, Dave. I'm the the person who jumps up and (laughs) is singing and dancing and, you know, pissing about, and everyone's like, just fucking, and I do it at work, and they all hate me, Dave, for about an hour, and then they all love me again. Well, I don't know if they love me, but anyway, (laughs) that's me. That's me all over. I'm I'm very rarely in the mood, Dave. It's very rare for me to be in the mood in the morning. But what I would say with Carrington is if he likes Lakeland, there's no problem with that. But the stuff he said with every single girl in the diary room thing is the same thing over and over. He started with Kirsten, did he, Dave? He's done it with Laurel. He's now doing it with Lakeland. The same stuff, the same conversation. I think he, he did address the situation of I've opened up to her quicker than they did with Lakeland, right? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? That doesn't mean that you're you're more compatible with her. And I do think that, uh, Laurel, it was getting a little bit too much because she was absolutely in tears, Once she? She deserved to have a, the girls round her and all that. And I'm thinking, but we've seen all this before. But honestly, I've got to give Carrington credit for the fact that he just does not give two flying fucks who he upsets. And he's so clear. And, I'm, and the guys are not good friends, Dave, because they're all like, well, it's up to you if you feel like that. No problem. But then you can imagine with the girls going... What a bastard! I can't believe he's done that. You know <laughs> that. You know, so what I mean—a bit like what Caleb did with Johnny, when he still lied to Justine. I'm not bought in on it, and and I do think Dave Carrington. We, we obviously know there's a recoupling. Carrington's not going to pick Laurel, and Laurel's going to be out on her ear now. And she did say, "I wish he'd never picked me now." So that's not good. She obviously is all in on him.
1: She also said though yesterday that you know if if um, he does go with Lakin, then then she'll walk out the villa. It's like well. Yeah. Go on then. <laughs> you know, if you <laughs> it, it, you can go out there and be in fucking lockdown if you want. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Will it actually happen? Or yeah, you, you can right. actually
1: have this all expenses paid uh, holiday. You know. So I don't know. I, I it was interesting, like her conversation with Kirsten though, and they were comparing notes, and it's like he's got all the same behavior traits. You know, he's got no kind of um no tolerance for uh you know if if someone's saying oh it's okay it's okay and he's just like right okay conversation's done kind of thing and you know he stormed off a little bit in his, his budgie smugglers <laughs> so um yeah i think it's it's obvious you know after spending like two days with lakin he's probably gonna pick her i think um but like I say if, if he's got a better connection i'm not necessarily gonna uh well, without knowing anything else about Carrington, I'd have to say, you know, he's got to go for it if, if that's the way he feels. It's just because we've seen this serial behaviour from him. I'm I just yeah. not convinced. I, I thought he was playing a tactical game, you know, and, and just seeing it out to the end. But no, I think the little Ed's telling the big Ed what to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you surely it's not the other way around, Dave. But anyway, <laughs> that's what I mean. The little one telling the big one what to do. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm wait I can't wait for Terrence to come out but Dave, we have had a load of emails haven't we and uh, reviews. And yeah, can I everything. can
1: I just say just before we get into those. So I want to say just about Justine and Caleb. Caleb, I thought, did brilliant in the in the men at work um, sort of power tools game. You know, he's really getting into it. And I didn't think he had that in him. Um, but I thought Justine and Caleb had kind of a good chat and, you know, agreed, you know, not to hold back. And, uh, you know, I thought it was quite sweet, Caleb, bringing out the marshmallows. You know, I, I think, again... You could be right. That could be the next boyfriend, girlfriend. Um, but I think they've been solid, haven't they, for a number of weeks yeah. now?
0: Yeah, they're more genuine than Sally and Johnny, definitely. And I... the the
1: other note that I had was just around kind of Bennett. You know, he tried to force Kirsten's hand, wanted to make her jealous. <laughs> that fucking backfired, didn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, <I>
0: completely backfired. <laughs> that. I mean, it, she must be the Ice Queen, Dave. She must be. I you know we've both said she's the prettiest girl in there, in our opinion, but. There's something not off with her now because there's been three or four guys come to the same conclusion with her. Maybe she's just shy or something. I, I, I think know. she's not
1: over Carrington. I, yeah. I think that's what it is. I just don't think there's room for anyone else. And, you know, it's. I don't think it's... Um, coincidence that she's the one comforting Laurel you know I think in the back of her mind in some warped way she's kind of thinking well this one's out of the way I just need to sabotage the next one now and I I just need to be there I'm like ta-da here I am still here <laughs> so yeah I, I can only the fact that she said you know when when he picked Laurel she was kind of relieved and she said that to the girls initially and then said it to him and his whole master plan to make her jealous was shot out shot out of the water wasn't it so Yeah, it's going to be interesting where they go now. You know, and Mm. if it is, is it the boys pick next? Yeah, it is, Dave, yeah. I mean, he could end up picking Laurel, couldn't he? Um, Yeah. Who knows, who knows. But sorry, I just wanted to throw that out there because I I thought that was interesting, more than dramatic or anything, but it'll be interesting to see where it goes tomorrow.
0: No, no, and also one last thing before I do get into the emails and stuff. Um, Where's Julia, Dave? Because uh, we saw a little flash of her. You did say it to me. Can you spot her? I saw her once in this episode. So she's definitely getting voted off the next episode. There's no story to be told with her now. Yeah. And
1: actually, I guess Bennett could couple up with her. You know, that is weird, isn't it? I mean, at least we know... Well, it looks like she's still in there. It's not like Noah where they scrub any any evidence that he's ever been off there, been on there. So... um, so, yeah, I just thought it was very strange to give us such little um, time. You know, there's there's only two new people, so could have at least shown one conversation, but I guess she's just not having any conversations in there, probably just soaking up a bit of sun, not talking to anyone. So, you know, nothing TV worthy.
0: No, that's true. Now, Dave, we are on to the emails. We've had an email from Lorraine. Chris hit the jackpot. Chris, you hit the Vegas jackpot with your prediction. No, Dave, that's what I got yesterday. I was just thought I'd revel in my prediction. I, I, yeah. anyway, <laughs> so I you need to go. Hang on. Deja vu. <laughs> we had this no, one? No. <laughs> it's just the fact that I had a win for one. Another once. So one. This, one, <laughs> this one's not fair, uh, Darlene. Again. Hi from Edmund, uh, Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, what show will you cover next? Sally sunset. I find myself looking forward to getting up in the morning and listening to you two chat. Thanks for being so fun, for teasing each other, and for laughing so much, Darlene. So did you notice that subliminal message there, Dave? So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, no, I don't. I, to be fair, I don't know whether that format would. It'd be completely different review, Dave. I think obviously I've already seen it as well, but I'm happy to do a overall review of the show once you've. Uh, Plowed through, Mr. Horrocks. I'll wait for well, you to text me on that.
1: What I like are these kind of daily shows where we can watch along with people, and and obviously our sweet spot seems to be this kind of reality dating. So I don't know if there's anything coming up. Um, usually by the end of the season, we're to want of a better phrase, fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. We're like, oh, thank you for that, because it, you know, it, the daily podcasts are a bit gruelling. Um. What I can say is, obviously, we've got our other podcasts, haven't we? We've got the VHS Strikes Back. That's probably the one we we have quite a bit of fun with as well. It's not quite the same as this, but you know, we'll reminisce over some of the older movies growing up from our childhood. Talk a little bit about you know growing up, our kind of <laughs> uh, <pie>. dodgy, <laughs> dodgy uh, stories about growing up. Um, so, so there is that out there. We will give it a week or two, and and then I think we'll look around and see what's what's coming out. Won't we, Chris? Um, Things yeah. like we've done in the past, obviously too hot to handle. Love is blind, Single Town, which which has been shown in the uh, US now, isn't it? Or yeah, it's probably three, finished right. now. But so yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do something again um, because God knows when we'll get the next the next Love Island.
0: Oh no, Dave! Love Island Australia is starting early next year, my friend. Don't you worry about. Oh, that. is it? So where where thinking, are they going to oh, film yeah. that? Well, Australia, hopefully, Dave. But I don't oh, know. They
1: did they did the US one in Fiji, I guess, didn't they? Yeah, so. yeah. So
0: <laughs> he, he's probably gonna be on Ramsey Street or something day when they film Neighbours. I don't oh, know, but they definitely... know
1: I would be there. I'd be all over yeah, that. If they I brought back Jason Donovan, brought in Kylie Minogue. Hey, I tell you what, actually fuck that. Just Kylie Minogue is enough. <laughs> Dave,
0: she was my first ever crush years ago, Kylie. When I was like nine years old, I loved Kylie when she was in Neighbours. Oh, oh, oh can you imagine
1: me? like a Neighbours and Home and Away kind of Love Island thing? You could have Natalie Umbrulia in there. You could have Chris Hemsworth. You could have Henry Craig McLaughlin.
0: Russell Crowe. <laughs> yeah. Crow, um, what's Is he called? Russell that guy in page? there. You yeah, could Russell have uh, Harold. Yeah. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> you, Charles Bishop, yeah, Earl yeah. Bishop,
1: yeah, <laughs> Earl <Yeah. Our laughs> Bishop, <laughs> Mrs. Mangle, we're we'll getting fucking all in <laughs>
0: there. Getting that dog, the dog in there. <laughs> yeah. Anybody from the US is like, <laughs> what the fuck are they talking about? But it's said a, a daytime Australian. Um, soap that I still watch to this day, that's been uh, showed in the UK since like 1985 or something, or 87, I've, I've never, we watch it every night, home and away was me and Sam, unfortunately, because I am, that's the only soaps I watch these days, though, guys, I've got to say. However, <laughs> Dave, we, another email from our good friend, Anna. Just give Jay the money and call it a season. Hi, guys. Scott and I were a few episodes behind and I finally caught up. In retrospect, I'm glad we had a lot of territory to cover because we ended up skipping... Uh, over most of the Johnny Selly story once they reconciled. I hate that the producers have given them so much screen time. It looks like they're trying to do a hard reboot on Johnny and normalise his bullying her Selly. I don't think she made the right choice getting back with him and Johnny probably owes Luke T from the UK season six royalties for ripping off his girlfriend proposal routine. (laughs) Very true. Watching Carrington and Lakeland uh, carry on just makes me feel cynical. This guy is the most prolific data in the history of Love Island and he's just plowing through women now. Everywhere the man goes, he leaves a trail of streaky tear-stained mascara behind him. <laughs> At least Laurel has Kirsten to lean on, but Laken probably should look around and see the pattern. Justine and Caleb remain my favourites. Love how they communicate. They can win now, Please. Not sure how Moira is still there. She's been so noncommittal with so many boys for so long. She may have conned her way into the greatest free Las Vegas quarantine vacation. <laughs> I want that though, Dave. I want the same. I want to be in Vegas now. Not sure what the show has left in the tank, but I know you guys will have plenty to say. All the best from the, this side of the pond, Anna. So thank you, Anna. Uh, another class email, Dave. And we've got another email, Dave. That's
1: fantastic. I love it. I love it, Chris.
0: This is a great one as well. This is from Sue. Uh, I love... Chris, Love Island podcast. Oh, sorry. It says Chris and Dave. Sorry, Dave. I, said I love Chris on Love Island podcast. I love Chris and Dave Love Island podcast. Dear Chris and Dave, I just love to listen to your fun and laugh out loud comments about the show. I particularly agree with your playful comment that one of these contestants should take the money in the end and run all the way to the casino while yelling suckers. What makes you think I would ever share the cast with someone I've only known a few weeks? Dave, I'm telling you, they will be our absolute legend person whoever does that. That would be the ultimate. Years ago, there was a popular dating reality show in the United States called Paradise Hotel. Season one was in 2003. Contestants couple up and get voted in or out by the other contestants trying to be the last couple to survive for a cash prize. On season one, Charla and Keith, the last couple, left with a $250,000 prize. The twist is that they each must decide whether to share the money or take it all. If one of them decides to take it all, they get all the money. If they both write share, they split it. In the secret decision written down by each, Keith decided to share his winnings with Charla, while Charla chose to keep the money for herself and give Dave nothing. I think oh, that should be Keith. Keith I think it Keith, should be
1: Keith. Yeah, Keith,
0: nothing. <laughs> Everyone was maybe it's you, Dave. You're not yeah. having <laughs> money. Everyone was shocked when Charla opted to keep all the money and proudly walked away with it. She made no apology for going on the show to win the money, not love. Wouldn't it be crazy if someone in Love Island did the same? They'd be an absolute legend, Dave. I'm sorry. Keep up the good work on the podcast. I really look forward to them. Cheers from Sue in the state of Virginia, USA, Dave.
1: What a brilliant reach as well. You know, we've got a case oh. study, Chris, where it's actually happened. And for yeah. 250K as well. Fuck me. That is proper balls out. I do not give a fuck about anyone other than myself and my money. I bet she, she, bet she goes home and just... Lays it all out and dives into it Scrooge McDuck style.
0: <laughs> well, I know um, there's a TV show in the UK. Did you ever see the one with Jasper Carrot, Dave? With these one on, it was no. a TV show, but no, there's a TV show about 10 years ago. Jasper Carrot is a comedian in the UK, for any of you guys who are not in the UK. And um, it was a daytime uh, game show. And it's a man via a woman. And basically, they can do the same thing. They can split the money. And I'm sure it was 100 grand. And they both look at each other. And it's like, I'm looking at you, Dave, and I'm going, I promise you, they've already won the money. They know they've won the money. But what happens is, if they both decide to share, they share it. If one of them then decides to take it, they take it. But if they both decide... Not to share it, they lose the money. It was a weird game. So they've got this money guarantee. They have to do so many things to get to this point. And this young girl's there, about 22, 23. Dave, she's in tears. We're talking fucking Meryl Streep levels of fucking acting. Not Meryl Streep, <laughs> maybe not Meryl Streep. Um, Glenn Close. You know, some, yeah, Meryl <laughs> Streep's That's a bit of a bad one. But, you know, someone like that, someone like Dame Judy Dench type acting. We're talking the premium acting, these tears. She's telling this bloke, he's a, he's like mid-40s, he's always... I am, he's going, he's like, I swear on my life. I am going to share this money. Dave, she took the fucking lot. Dave, she, <laughs> he said he would share. She said she wouldn't. And she took the money and she didn't give a fuck. And it's one of the best TV moments ever. I felt sorry for the guy, but she got loads of pelters. Luckily, it's before social media because she would have got absolutely hammered. But my god, is it? I'll have to send it to you, Dave. It's fine. Put it on our Twitter actually for people to watch. It's unbelievable. You know what? I think I think there's a pattern here, isn't there? <laughs> the women running <laughs> off with the money.
1: Maybe, steady, Chris. Steady, Dave. Can, yeah. I know. Steady, <laughs> one, most of our audience, one star review coming right up, <laughs> it, sir. So it was Dave. no, but just from those two data points, what's just flashed in my head is that like Carrington falls head over heels for Lakin. And then Lakin and Carrington win the day and she fucks him right off and says it was all a ruse.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that'd be the best, actually. Girl power. She says, I'm sharing the money with Kirsten and Laurel. Fuck you, Carrington. But can I just make it clear that it wasn't me who said that about the women running off with money? No, you ladies. just gave
1: us a case study. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was David Horrocks. Okay, so on the review, can you give me a five? And David won that so, but, uh, so, Chris,
1: <laughs> speaking of reviews, we did, we have had another one, which is brilliant. This is from D. Bacaba in the US, and it, and subject is the best. If I had Bezos money, I would hire these guys to walk behind me and narrate my life. I'm watching Australia Love Island Season 2. I wish you guys did one for that, and all versions going forward. Aces. Well, we do, don't we? I mean, it's quite far back in the the backlog now, isn't it, Chris? But we did actually start off with that one. And I guess that was, I think that was
0: the second one we did, wasn't it? It was to be fair. Yeah. I mean, if you if you can't it should be on our feed for the podcast. If you go into all episodes on your podcast catching up, then it's there. We definitely did it because good old Owen, the Irish um bloke, um, let's just say no more to you listen to it. Uh, <laughs> he sort of dominated a lot of that show, didn't he, Dave? So yeah, we've we've definitely done it.
1: He, he sort of had a little bit of Carrington about him, didn't he? <laughs> I think yeah. I'm just thinking back now. He he uh he was definitely one for the ladies. But my favourite bit of that series, Chris, was when Owen was in the hideaway with,
0: what's her name? The little blonde girl oh, with the boots She's job. a pocket rocket once. She? She's yeah. like bouncy and going mad once. She was from
1: stuff. Tasmania, I remember, but yeah. I can't remember what her actual name was. And she's there and she's got this sexy white lingerie on. And Owen says, Oh, I wish Matt was here. <laughs> 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 Matt was like his best friend from the villa, and it's like, are you fucking kidding me? She's got to all his efforts. Oh, Dave, the, I the, love the that. only
0: way, the only way I'd ever think of you in that sort of situation, Dave, is if I was trying to last longer than five seconds. But other than that, he's not. A... <laughs>
1: <laughs> you will now, right? Am, I'm transmitting my thoughts that the next time you're on the job, all you can Ten see seconds. is my face. It's like fucking. Um, <laughs> Like Ross from Friends, when he sees his <laughs> mum <laughs> when Rachel's in the old slave layer bikini. <laughs>
0: Like, that day we need to move on quickly right so if you want to contact us like everyone has today guys on social media at cdrealitycast Terrence, I'm waiting for your response my friend if you want to email us cdrealitycast at gmail.com and if you want to drop us a review like everyone has and they have be fantastic get onto your podcast catching app guys and we'll try and read them out on the show because we love it so Mr Horrocks fantastic episode and I will see you tomorrow And bye now